How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Thanks so much for listening each and every week. Sunday night, you're probably in the car home from the cottage or maybe not. Maybe you're just hanging out and um, want to be part of the comedy party we have every Sunday night. Um, let's see what happened this week. I got uh, Dean is off because uh, he's sick. So Techie Tom's here and little Joseph Macellus who help us out. And um, I personally wanted to continue on my path of uh, punishing myself. So I watched Ozarks. Oh. And uh, yeah, my panel, we're going to talk about it. Okay. I don't oh. know why. We should talk about Netflix shows. Yes. Uh, no, because it's you comics. I, I happen to be one, but it's you people who made me watch it. And now I need a support group to talk about it because I can't get past the darkness of Ozarks. It was very dark, but uh, exceptional. But good, right? Yeah, was it, it was good? really good. I haven't good. seen it yet, so okay. I'm upset I'm going to hear it's not good. The no voices. spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. That's Adam Grow. Hello, Adam. Hey, Sandra. Thanks for having me back. Cash so cab. So soon. Yeah, cash cab. Well, I'm... I'm, I'm Beating the dead horse. We're trying to get a reboot going because, you know, why not? A hot yeah. show, Let's though. Let's do, uh, it's, you know, repeats. But I, I'm also trying to relaunch my podcast in the fall called Pick a Number. And this is the biggest thing for me. I'm, you know, you you may have never tried anything. Like, I'm actually working on a screenplay right now. Yay! To me, I don't know as a comic or playwrights. To me, it's like writing a novel. It's so intimidating. But I just wanted to say it out loud that I just feel like I, I finally got to it. Uh, you know, after many years of it being in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's very exciting because someone who could speak to that is our other guest, Daniel Shorey. Hello. Hi. He's promoting his new book, Media Whore. Yes. Thank you very much. Now I can finally say whore on air. Thank gosh. You could say it in my last name as well. Shahori and Media Whore. It's it's a how-to on comedians, actors, media personalities, and internet sensations can play the PR game from the inside out. And his partner and co-author will be on the phone with us. And brother, Stephen Shorey, will join us soon. Does it say that in the press release? I was, I was listening to that for the first time. I was like, oh. <laughs> but you didn't <laughs> know that about yourself? That's very interesting. <laughs> no, how you described it. Like, good. Yeah, well. I should read these things. Do you know what? I'm a yeah. big fan of that. We're going to get into it in a second. And uh, Our next guest, Perry Perl- Perlmutter. That was good. Uh huh. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> I Not said bad. grow right. It's a miracle. Uh, but uh, being a comic and per, um, performing at Absolute Comedy Clubs and a member of Diamondfeld Entertainment Comedy Dynasty, which Diamondfeld, of course, is a well-known agent to many comics. Yep. And um, I'm welcome, all you fellas. Thank you very much. And uh, I know we want to talk about Ozarks because that's really important. But well, I I you know, <laughs> I don't get to binge watch a lot. You know, yes. uh, but I enjoy when there's something, and I've tried a lot of stuff that other people recommend. And it's like oh, it's like wine and scotch. Yes. right? you can say ah, <laughs> not really my palate, but everybody recommends it. But when I I actually didn't get recommended Ozark, I just was really hungry for something to be distracted for a few hours. And honestly, I scroll through Netflix Canada and go no, no, mm-hmm. no, yeah. no, and I try something and it's just disappointing, painful. And this right away had me and was just. Amazing. Yes. And I don't mind the darkness. Are you That's the problem that you had with it? Was you it, know what? Look, listen, it makes, just so if you haven't watched it, it makes Breaking Bad look like a Disney movie. Like it's really? Just, 
Well, I, it stuck with me. I don't know why. I yeah. just because Breaking Bad's. There, I mean, there's a lot of Game of Thrones. Is like I can't even. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm on right now. Is it what more? Guys, is, Game is, is Game of Thrones, Thrones more or less? Uh, Actually, to be honest, Game of Thrones is worse yeah. in okay. darkness. Yeah. Right? Can, no. Okay. Yeah. Good. Daniel's gauging how much of a wimp I am. Because when people tell me, you know, it's it's a little. You're gonna, you, you might feel weird about it. It's like, okay, I don't know if I want to feel like that when I watch TV. But I love Game of Thrones, so if I can handle this, then I'll, I love Jason Bateman, so I want yes. to see the show. Oh, I love yeah, him. And he yeah. makes it like right. you know. In Game of Thrones, there's no uh, real comedic actor. Mm-hmm. comic relief I wouldn't say right uh, Jason is, he's a dark character but it's him doing his thing right. which he's great at I lo- I've loved him since which he was is, on Silver his, Spoons yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. yeah. it's just fantastic do you know what though you know the show is inside jokes we get behind the comics we get behind the joke and I think this is all of us we're pretty dark people as sure. comics, right? So maybe we lean towards this kind of programming. Yeah. I mean, it, these are popular shows. They don't need comics to watch them. And I'm just saying it's amazing how we're drawn to this Well, stuff. you started yeah. the show by saying I'm, I'm going to keep beating myself up, <laughs> yeah. which is what we do. We yeah. just keep yeah. beating ourselves up, right? That's we come what, from a dark species. Yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> so and we All of us. Okay, I want to jump uh, to your book, Media Horror, um, Daniel Shorey and your brother soon to come on. Uh, because this is something I feel strongly about. I've interviewed over 200 comics on the show, um, and uh, even at the red carpet JFL with Jim Carrey recently to everybody. And uh, what I find is the modesty of comics yeah. and how I'm on social media following everybody, and I'm a big media whore. I have b- born and raised in radio for 25 years. I'm all about shameless self-promotion. Don't care. No, I know how the machine works because I work behind the scenes here in sales, helping our on-air announcers promote them, right? So I get it. And so I couldn't understand why these comics, I have a show here, a platform yeah. on terrestrial radio. Yeah. I'm like, guys, we do a whole six set, the six segments all dedicated to plugs. Yeah, that's right. Plug yourself. This show is a blessing to the comedy community oh, in this city. Oh, thank you. And, and I, I was actually impressed when you just said that 200 comedians found their way onto the show because mm-hmm. they ha- this is they have this problem. Yes. Uh, right. So we, I know let's I hear investigate. what you're saying. What's wrong? Yes. Like yeah. they're ashamed. They're shy. What is it? Like Adam is, a, uh, by the way, Adam Girl, let's just go. He's a old radio fella. I don't know if everybody knows that. Yeah. That's I'm, where I first met you at DC 103. Definitely old fella. Old fella. Yeah. Up and Adam was your on-air name. Sorry to embarrass you. But you it's did a good, a good And I like Adam's on the show today because he kind of did a really good job. For, for pre-social media time to promote himself and kind of get up to cash cab status, which is yep. not easy to do. Well, I I almost feel like I am the old guy now, and I'm interested to hear what you say yes, in terms of Daniel. what you can do to inspire people, you know, because we are caught as comedians in particular at, at not being the greatest self-promoters, but we have to start from a point of being our biggest, own biggest fans. Right. Mm-hmm. And not just comedians. It, it, this... Musicians have the same issue in this yes. city. Yes. Uh, I say this city, but this, an, this would apply to every city. It's an artist thing. So we're going to talk more thing. after the break with Daniel Shorey and, and the uh, co-author of uh, Media Whore and uh, Perry Pullmutter. Sure. Uh, a comic and part of da- Diamond Felt. And I'm, I can't wait to talk to you too as agents of comics because you must see it all too with that. Sure. And Adam Grow. I'm Santa Cruz. More on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. (laughs) 
Inside jokes, everything about comedy, behind the scenes, that's what we're talking today. We're talking about um, comics and promoting themselves. And sometimes there's hidden gems amongst us that you would never know because they're not accurately or doing the best job at promoting themselves. And you as an audience might not even know they're out there. And sometimes they're like... You know, they'll come to me and they'll say, hey, Santa, have you heard of so-and-so? And I'm like, yeah, they've been around for like 20 years. What are you talking about? Uh, but people don't know because the comic uh, didn't put themselves out there. And that's not their forte. They're comics. They're not necessarily business people or publicity people. Daniel, you're nodding your head. Tell me about this book and why. Uh, basically, Stephen and I, who will be on the phone shortly from L.A., uh, back when we first started out, there was nobody trying to engage the media. They didn't. The first time we tried to do this, we hired somebody. And this person, who was relatively cheap compared to professional publicists, uh, I believe at the time charged us $500. And I thought, wow, mm. when you're starting out, when you're young, <sighs> that's a lot of money. Yeah. And not to, wasn't due to lack of trying on this person's behalf, but we got zero response for it because mm -hmm. we are very new. We're like- Like $500 flat fee or $500 a month? Flat fee for a, a we did a sketch Just show to at the launch something. Tim Sims Playhouse. Okay, okay. It's still a lot of money, boy. Yeah. It was a lot for of- For a comic starting it, out. It was, yeah. it, you know, and so we're like, we can't do this every time, but we we realized that it would be, it w wouldn't it be nice to get some exposure for what we're doing? That's what we all want to do. So. Just through trial and error and not wanting to have to pay this type of money every time. Mm -hmm. As Steve, I think he, he might have taken a class or, or somebody showed him how to do a, a basic press release structure. And then I took it upon myself to then bring this to the various medias in Toronto just to, to see what would happen. And it took us well over a year and a half before we had any response because this was just trial and error and trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But once it started, we realized, okay, then it came more frequently. And, and then we started doing it for our friends because again, nobody else was doing this. Mm -hmm. So we would offer to do this for our friends, especially if we, right. we knew somebody like Perry, because we did know Perry back in the day, people like this who we thought were doing interesting things like, hey, what could we try and do this on your behalf? Because mm -hmm. it would allow us to attach our names to people that we liked and thought were funny. Mm -hmm. And it was more practice for us. It was me speaking to people like you and Dean more often because, hey, I have this, I have this, I have this. Mm -hmm. And it just built from there. So w we've been doing this for over 15 years now. Amazing. And I like that too because not everybody in the agent uh, management or and especially the PR and the social media strategist field looks at liking their clients necessarily. It helps. It definitely helps. It helps, yeah. but you don't, I think that approach puts a little bit more love into what you're doing. So you're actually like, you know, not being Passionate, picky, yeah. but you're like, you, you, we're going to help you and we're, we can, we get what you're all about and not only just get you the right. metrics you're looking for. So, sorry, go, go no, ahead. No, no, you go. Uh, the reason why we were initially successful at this, because we were also doing comedy. So mm. they knew if somebody uh, like, like Dean, if I went to Dean and said, hey, listen, I would love to get Perry on the show. He's got a show coming up. They can say, well, Daniel's in this field. He must know somewhat of what he's talking about. He's not just somebody who took a job to try and sell this on somebody mm -hmm. else's behalf. Right. I was a part of this. So I knew what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. I've been around with these people. So I could speak of them. I can I can tell you about them. I can tell you why I think they're funny. Mm -hmm. And that was so. It, it's a lot easier to convey real, genuine excitement when you when you do feel that way. I want to talk about uh, a book I read was Fame One Hundred One, which I don't know if you know. It was written by a husband wife team, uh, one a publicist and one an agent, and they they don't say who their clients were, but it was like Jennifer Aniston level, and they give you a step by step. And I always encourage people 
even in radio who are getting into it or television and comedians um, for that book. But I love your book, Media Whore. And that's a step-by-step. And we're going to flip to Perry Perlmutter, uh, part of Diamondfeld Entertainment, quickly. And what what do you guys do particularly? Well, my brother, who's an agent, mm-hmm. uh, could probably tell Who? you better. Lauren? Lauren. Lauren. Yes, I know Lauren. Um, so, I mean, in terms of my perspective of it, like, I don't work as an agent. I'm just a comic. Mm-hmm. But Not just a comic. There's no such thing as no, just a comic. No, but I don't want you to be looking for, <laughs> no, no, for no, expertise. No, but you're speaking like, on you know. their behalf. No, and- you are. No, you're an expert because you had an agent and a manager for all of your career. You're okay, an expert. Yes. Absolutely an there expert. And Adam had the same one. Yeah. See, but here we go. Here's It's this modesty who just talked himself down. Instead of going, yep, Diamond Feld, that's me, man. I'm running the hey, place. you know what? Your if if I could run the place, you. I wouldn't need my brother to be kicking ass for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, but my brother's like, I mean, he's, I mean, he's come up from, you know, being like a guy who got out of theater school and was mm-hmm. managing some friends, Corky and the Juice Pigs. And, you know, Sean yes. Cullen eventually, you know, when the Juice Pigs broke up, Lauren started working with uh, Sean and he brought on a few clients. I think, Adam, you were one of his first clients. Um, wow. And, uh, or maybe. I was there because- for almost 20 years. Really? Yeah. yeah I was Look there at for that. Me. I know. I didn't even know that. I yeah. know, but that's why I say like, and Perry, Perry, for instance, you're headlining Absolute coming up. Mm-hmm. You you have a manager, uh, your brother at Diamond Field, and maybe you don't have any PR stuff, but you still know in your in your mind what you think needs to happen to get some bums and seats in the relationship. Yeah. It's just a matter of the balance is, do you want to spend the time doing that or do you want to work on your bits and your set? Mm-hmm. I, I think the biggest problem with it, if you're not a millennial, is that I feel like a jackass going look at me look at my picture of my dinner that's it it. and i bet you and i was just gonna say i was just gonna ask dan is that you know is that okay but i don't do that i i I know what you're saying because i don't do that as well i'm I'm, I'm somewhat of a hypocrite we're gonna talk more after the break this is a great i love this daniel shorey perry paul mutter and adam grow on inside jokes talk radio am 640 This is Kay Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Inside Jokes. Welcome back. Thanks to Hakeem Optical for helping us see comedy better. (laughs) 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 And um, Against the Grain Urban Tavern here at Chorus Key for feeding us and making us feel good. I know nobody's seen food yet, but they do sponsor us uh, when I happen to get things right. So thanks to them. Um, And thanks to our guests. Uh, Thanks, Daniel Shorey's back. Shahori is back. Uh, his brother, Stephen, is on the line. Co-author. Is it co-author of yeah. your book? Yeah. Of Media Horror. What? Um, and then Adam Grow of Cash Cab, but also uh, CTV and Comedy Network and all kinds of different stuff. Yes. And Perry Perlmutter, a uh, comedian whose brother, Lauren, has Diamond Field um, Entertainment, a famous, well-known agent yeah. for many comics. Um, and Stephen, thanks for being on the line and joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Before you came on, we were talking a little bit about um, the modesty that comes with comics. And uh, your book is about teaching, is it a DIY to yes. promote yourself? Correct. Yeah. What are some of the tips you guys provide? Stephen, you want to go with sure, that? Sure, yeah, I'd be happy to step in on that. I, I think the first thing you talked about modesty is a lot of folks, when they're going out there to promote something, they think, well, what's so great about what I'm doing? I'm a comedian doing stand-up at a comedy venue that's not particularly newsworthy and uh, i think that's the attitude that people can reshape and look at different angles to determine okay what is it that's interesting about this uh is it i've never done this before 
that's kind of an interesting angle that they might not think of. Or what's my background? What's something I've, you know, have I killed somebody before? If so, that's something you can put in there. Like any weird little interesting quirk about you or why you're doing this or what your material is about or where you're looking to be in five years. Uh, or if you're more established, you know, you can just look at, okay, what is, uh, what have I done so far? And will that be of interest to the media? And, and Dan and I can pretty much guarantee you're going to find a list of at least five or six interesting things that you can put in a press release and get that, get out there to the media. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ideally they'll pick up on one or two of those things and find that interesting and want to give you a call back. Just what? to be clear, Adam, typically when a comedian says, oh, I killed last night, <laughs> it's, it's referring to they had a good set. Game of Thrones. Not, no, like, what's going to help me when I'm headlining next week? I, I killed last night. Yeah. Last just night. Don't, don't, it, don't clarify. They both will help yeah. you, though. In right, both. They could. Right. It could be last night. could have been in Da Nang back in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's, 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 it's a co- context that they don't need to know. Can we talk about that comment? I'm glad you brought that up, Adam, because I um, I was just at Just for Laughs. I was interviewing a bunch of people. Darren Rose was one of them. And I said, what, you know, what drives you nuts about comedy or whatever? And he said, you know, when comics say that they killed, you know, or they murdered, you know, they probably shouldn't go there. And and he kind of got into that. And I'll save that a clip for uh, a future episode. But um that's a little bit what we're talking about today. Um, Adam, are you saying we should talk a bit, bit more about how well we do or? Well, you, you get so far inside your head that part of the, the dance mm. as to whether you want to do what Perry said, which the, look at me, I've got a show coming up. It was like you start to get to the point where it's like, am I, should I really be telling people about this? And so there's that you have these polar opposite kind of sensibilities about yourself hmm. on the spectrum of I, I don't so want to true. say anything but then you just like your brain says I'm doing this night after night or mm. for many many years at some point in time you just convince yourself yeah. uh, I had to I have to kill it to justify what I'm doing so last night was one of those nights that I killed it so it's an extreme that's why it's an extreme language you use to describe it because it's such a an extreme feeling in your head but Dan- that's what I think Daniel what were you going to say about that uh, well, one way to get around that mentally because I, again I, I struggle with that too is like I don't want to come off as look at me and, and I'm being conceited or arrogant so a way to sidestep that is if you're if you're a sta- if you make a living doing stand-up comedy that's amazing that's mm-hmm. how much you must love doing what you're doing right. and that applies to anybody if you're a musician you must love doing that so it's so when it's look at me it's telling everybody else out there look at what i'm doing i'm doing something that i love and you should be doing that as well right if you were doing something you know and this is one of infinite ways to express that right mm-hmm. but this is let them know that you're doing mm-hmm. something that you're very happy about that's the voice of daniel shorey whose brother's on the line Stephen shorey from la uh steven has a long imdb list of you know things he didn't do like right for the hour out there with melissa demarco and naked news amongst many other projects um and we're talking about their sh- book media whore um which was my nickname very many years here in radio and proud of it by the way don't care uh before you came on the line we'll talk more Stephen, after the break but before you came on i was telling these guys that creating this show was you know an outlet for me but um but wanting to promote comics because we don't 
have a star system and it's probably because we don't have late night television and uh, Daniel's agreeing with me so that's a good sign um, but we're not that I have the audience but I'm damn near close to at least six people in yeah. addition to my family listening and uh, we're going to talk more about that after the break and uh, the importance of being media savvy for comics so they can get their name out to you the audience on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. Inside Jokes, the show about comedy, and one thing we like to do is, um, obviously what we only do is interview comics, and uh, I dedicate the final segment, of course, to Comedy Rx, which is a prescription I give to the audience because I used comedy to heal uh, my health issues, and also as a way to play clips of comics on terrestrial radio, which didn't really happen. Adam, you might remember actually Sunday nights with Rick Hodge, who yeah, used to do yeah. the Sunday night funnies. You guys remember all remember that. that. I love that. Did we not grow up and go, yes, we want yeah. to be comics and be on Sunday nights? Right? That and Dr. Demento. And, and oh, all, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then it kind of went away. And, you know, I've been in terrestrial radio for like 25 years now and 18 of that uh, here at Chorus. And, you know, there's different mandates on programming and kind of what people are not looking for. And I, I've been pushing for 25 years for a show on comedy. And then another broadcaster. Well, yeah, I remember the first time, Adam, um, there, I don't even want to say the name of the PD. I won't. But it was an AM station. I said, we got to do a show about comedy. I was 25. I was just starting. And he's like, people don't want to hear comedy on radio. They don't want to hear about it. Meanwhile, Rick Hodge was doing this thing Sunday yeah. nights. And um, so this is I mean, a They don't big... want to hear about the, the uh, comedians and the business and the culture, or they don't want to hear comedy? Both, bits. both ends, the bits. Really? Yeah, it was just, he didn't think, I, I, I was actually talking about an all comedy radio station uh, because I just felt as a talk, it would be like a sports format. And as a salesperson, you could actually sell it like sports. Comedy evokes emotion like sports does. Like, that's my background. Right? Anyway, it didn't go well. But then our competitors at another broadcaster did come out with an all-comedy radio station uh, playing clips, which is great because people get their fix. And, of course, Satellite has opportunities to listen to clips of comics, and that's always good. Uh, but one thing, guys, I want to put it all out to you. I hear this over and over, and it even happens with me. I, I was at uh, a barbecue, Tele Latino, which is partially owned by Chorus. And these women, they said, what do you do? I said, I'm a comic. And um, she put two and two together. I said, I opened for Frank Spadone. And she goes, oh my gosh, you were the girl that does the imitation of that Italian broadcaster. And you, that she knew everything about me, but didn't know my name. And I think that's probably one of the most common things with comics. For that sure. Be, like it's one thing, like Adam Grow, yes. But man, Holy it takes a long time. Real, but honestly, for many, like we had eight seasons of Cash Cab and it's been in repeats for a long time. I still get Cash Cab Guy. Yeah. That's, you know, that's more easy. and more okay, people start yeah. to know your name. And I don't think it's like, you know, the onus is not on me necessarily to get, to make sure people do oh, yeah. know your name. But I think that, you know, you, this helps. And what helps is, is you're helping people build a relationship with comedians and stars. And so, for instance, there's a real vibe you get when you go see Perry live at Absolute. Mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't mean you can't listen to his bits or other comics on the air. It's different. There's an energy when you're live in the room watching a, a theatrical oh. comic. Which people can enjoy August 22nd to 27th Nice Absolute Comedy. Uh, see, that's, that's good. Long That's time. the way it's done. Yeah. You know, my inner salesperson just 
tantalized, tingled. Stephen on the line from L.A., Shori, the co-author of Media Horror with his brother Daniel, who's in the studio. Um, let's talk about how a comic could get their name known and how an audience, like, it's not, is it up to the audience to know the person's name? Like, they get so attached to some comics and they're trying to explain who they are and they're giving me physical descriptions. I mean, Glenn Foster's known for that Canadian guy. He's always done a good job with T-shirts and flags and stuff. What can they do, Stephen? Right, and Glenn Foster's an example. Somebody who's very well branded, and he kind of realized early on this is something that can make me stand out from other people. And I think that's a, a main thing, trying to create unique angles to put out there. And there's this belief, too, in, in the industry, in a lot of creative industries, where you think, you know, if I just put my head down, put in the work, then that's, everything's going to be fine, and that's going to, uh, that's going to uh, people are going to notice. You know, in the book, we talk about this whole, if you build it, he will come mentality. And that doesn't we wrote always that. <laughs> yeah that, that's yeah, Corey brothers 2017 mm-hmm. and that's something that doesn't always end up manifesting itself so you've mm-hmm. got to get that idea out of your head that just if you just because you might become right really good at your craft right that's one part that's enough of two main thing it's not enough right can i see something and i want you guys to back me on this because i know comics listen to this and i need and it drives me nuts and dean knows this because i throw a, a total fit is that, okay, the bigger the act, the more generous they are when I'm interviewing them. So they're more forthcoming because they have, they've been trained, I think, on big acts. I think, you know, for example, Jeremy Hotz, you know, a friend of mine just re-saw a video I did with him on global television at JFL. And we had a great chemistry in studio too. Russell Peters, another one I interviewed. These guys are so forthcoming that it's easy for me. Sometimes people leave here and I want to kill them. I'm like, you're on the show. Talk to me, man. Don't make me pull it out of you. And me and Todd Shapiro, I don't want to throw him under the bus because he's a friend of mine too. (laughs) But he interviews a lot of comics. And we talk about like, because Todd's a radio background too. He was a great uh, promoter of himself. We want you to promote yourself. If you're on my show, talk, man. At at baseline, don't forget, just because you've made a choice to go into comedy, you typically wouldn't expect that you are. But sometimes people are genuinely shy. And I know. That's true, too. Good point, Adam. I can't be a cow. Well, we'll talk. I can't help it. But we'll talk after the break more on me being a cow on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio AM 640. <laughs> hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Pants optional. Inside Jokes, Talk Radio AM 640. We're talking uh, a little bit about the business of comedy and um, uh, book media horror by the the Shaori brothers who are here. Um, and whenever you get, are you guys Jewish? Part Jewish. Okay. Uh, so Jew-ish, you, as they say. Jew, like Sandra-ish, Italian-ish. Our father was. When, right. I, I think Jewish brothers doing things in entertainment are a good thing. Like the Cohen brothers. Yeah, it's a very rare thing. Is that cultural appropriation? <laughs> yeah. Is that as horrible so. as it gets? <laughs> it's like an actual compliment, too. actually, <laughs> believe it or not. I don't know. Perry right. Pomutter and... Um, Adam Grow, but uh, we were talking about uh, me being an idiot. I, I shouldn't beat up on comics who who don't necessarily promote themselves well, but I because I feel so strongly that I want them to. And Adam brought up a good point. They're shy, and I'm actually a shy person. Believe it or not, I put on my stage persona when I'm in social situations, and the people who really know me know how shy I really am. Right? Um, but uh, Daniel, on the break, we were talking about uh, kind of my relationship of, of doing this job, and so I. I just for laughs, I was on the red carpet. Judd Apatow used to interview comics, right? So I've interviewed him twice now. And 
he was the first on the red carpet. And I said, Judd, look, we got Craig Ferguson coming and Jim Carrey. Give me some advice on what I should ask these guys because you have so much experience. So he goes, whatever you do, don't ask them. What's it like being on the red carpet? Right? And right. Daniel, you were saying because some interviewers, like it just doesn't make it easier and they ask the same questions to the talent. That's right. right. Yeah. If you, if you don't know who this, you know, if you are doing a, a general talk radio type show and you really don't know much about the person, you're probably going to ask them, how did you become a chef? Why mm-hmm. do you, why, you know, you're going to ask questions that they've been asked over and over and over. But, but you, in this context, as we were saying on the break, you bring a lot more to the table. You can resonate with these people because you've been there. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot more things that you could bring up to them that it's going to, that's going to encourage them to say things to you. And they're, they're going to be, all, they'll be very happy to speak to somebody like you who understands where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. But I think it comes back to what your half Jewish brother, Stephen was saying <laughs> on the line earlier, that, that you have, you have a responsibility and this is where it comes back a little bit to more what you're talking about, yeah. Sandra, as an act, of you course. have a responsibility to make sure that you get your message uh, out. Absolutely. So when you're going into an interview, don't rely on the interview mm-hmm. That's right. person to bring out what you want them mm-hmm. to hear. Mm-hmm. Come in with your sound bites right. and your key messages and mm-hmm. make sure that you get it out. Right. I leave tired, right. like sweating and tired from certain me. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not bitching. I'm just saying, guys, like, use it as an opportunity. Um, what tips, Daniel, do you give comics to prep for a show like this or, or anything? Uh, it's just, to, again, remember why you're here. Uh, you went through all this effort because you really love what you're doing. You find it interesting. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it. So come armed with those ideas of why my stand-up show at, where is it again, Perry? Oh, it's at Absolute Comedy on uh, August job, 22nd Perry. to 27th. And, uh... <laughs> Good job. So uh, just come prepared <laughs> with a few different things that you could talk about. Have have a few different sub-angles in your back pocket just in case, just in case uh, the person you're speaking with has very little to you know to offer to you. Are you, you saying there's more than to... just hey I've got a show? Like you have to have something more than that. If you're a vegetarian, bring something for you to mm-hmm. eat when you're coming to the table, or you <laughs> might be left out. Like that, I, that's your problem. And me, yeah. what I'm just going to tell you, I like storytelling. I yeah. like you guys to tell yeah. me story. This is why I do mm-hmm. this show to expose you and how funny you are. And yeah. don't, I, of course, no comic wants to be forced to be funny and I remember I was on here I think Jim Slotek was here and I think Arthur Simeon and I had asked Arthur to repeat a joke and Jim goes good job because I can never get them to tell a joke and like Jim's one of the best freaking journalists out there right and it what I'm not this is not talking about me but I was a, a genuine a comic wanting to I didn't want to retell his joke for him. That's why I went for that. But anyway, as a comic or when you're doing press, you know, be free if you want with your material. Well, the problem with that is, you know, I have the benefit in terms of working a radio show as a guest, Mm -hmm. as a comedian, as uh, having started in radio. Mm -hmm. So I get the theater of the mind, whereas most stand up comics, they're going on the reaction of the audience. So you tell a joke in a room like this and you're like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not the reaction Sorry, I was hoping I for, but, right? But that's that's it's funny you said that because that's kind of like my I don't have that uh, fear because my mom used to do that to me all the time, just about <laughs> stuff I did. Yeah. Like, oh, Barry, tell the story about the newspaper <laughs> within your brother, and he hit the dog. Remember? <laughs> and I'd be like, no, you can't. And she'd just do it until like not even not, not even as a trick, just until I would go, mom, it's not. They're not going to think it was funny. Yeah. And I grew up like that. And yeah, then eventually yeah. when somebody says, you know, can you repeat your joke? I'd be like, well, I don't want you to 
F it up. So yeah. I'll see how I didn't swear. You didn't have to be a good anything. man. Yeah. But yeah. you know, thank you as a mother. I have two sons and I do the exact same thing to them. So thank yeah. you yeah. for highlighting. Oh yeah. yeah like sure. I'm ruining them in addition to what I normally do to ruin yeah. them. Um, so Steven, are yeah. you still there? Are you still with us from LA? Yes, absolutely. Um, from LA. What do you want to contribute to that uh, in terms of what tips you can give and, and what comics could do to promote themselves? Well, you know, we talked earlier about shyness, and, and that's uh, something that afflicts a lot of comedians. And you know what? It, it's very understandable. But to me, and maybe this is just me being a little callous about it, but it's, it should be way uh, less easy to be shy when you are, say, communicating what you're looking to do through uh, email, for instance, or a press release. Mm-hmm. Or, non-verbal ways of getting out uh, what it is you're looking to do, you know, with your career, with a show that's coming up. Uh, nobody should really have to be shy in an email saying, hey, I'd love you to come out to this or putting together a press release saying, hey, here's my show. Here are some things that are good about it and good about me. It might feel a little uncomfortable, but it shouldn't, even the most cripplingly shy artist should be able to get past that. And one of the things we, we talk about in the book a little bit, and it's a quote that I pinched from Robert Rodriguez, the, the great DIY director, is he talked about how, you know, you can't teach uh, administrative, non-creative people to become creative, but you can teach hmm. creative people to become administrative. Oh, cool. And that's what we talk about in the book. And that's a big thing. Who said, I'm uh, sorry, Steve, who said that? Oh, uh, that was Robert Rodriguez. Wow. Okay. That's f- I could do a whole show on that. Mm-hmm. Um, very important stuff. Uh, we're on Inside Jokes behind the scenes, and uh, we're talking to some influential people behind the scenes, teaching comics how to promote themselves. And what does that mean to you, the audience? Um, because comedy is so hot. It's number one genre out there now, one of the biggest profit makers for Netflix. And, um, and as an audience, people are seeking it more as the world gets crazier. So it's always fun to learn and find new uh, people out there. I know people uh, um, who go on our social media on Inside Jokes uh, to learn about more comics. They're searching for it. Uh, so it's great when comics make themselves accessible. We'll talk more on, after the break on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sander Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's a tip for homeowners. I call it know your home. And what I mean is go out with your realtor to see comparable properties so that as a homeowner, you are better informed about what your home might be worth. Even if you're not planning on selling, it's important to keep informed for refinancing, renovation investments, or just for the fact of being surprised at what your home may be worth to continue to love it. Or call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at HEP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Now back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Thanks for joining us today and Hakeem Optical, of course, for helping us see all things comedy. I know. I made that up. They hate me. Uh, I miss you, Dean Young, uh, but uh, Techie Tom and uh, Joseph and Courtney, thanks for helping out. And uh, this is our plug segment. Um, and how uh, ironic, because that's what we were talking about today, the authors of Media Whore, the Shore Brothers, Daniel and Steve. Where can we get the book, Stephen? 
Sure. Well, you know, you can get it at uh, Chapters Indigo, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, Kohl's. Is that still a thing? Yep. Uh, yeah. I've been in the U.S. for four years now. <laughs> Tower Records, Staples, wow. Honest, Ed, amazing section. Yeah. And could non sorry, can non comics obviously get something out of the book? This is for anybody. Absolutely. This is for entrepreneurs. This is for athletes. This is for small businesses, grassroots charities. Anybody who Athlete. wishes to share anything with the general public. Okay. Cool. And. Uh, so I have a lot of shows coming. What's up. your name? Uh, my name's Perry Perlmutter. I'm. I need help with just telling people who I am. Um, so I'm doing Absolute Comedy uh, in Kingston, August 16th to 19th. But I think that's after. Uh, yeah, I just got that's back okay. from Kingston, um, and uh, <laughs> so uh, doing Toronto uh, August 22nd to 27th. What's your, what's your social media? Um, that's what you push. Yeah, I know. So, okay. uh, yeah, Perry Perlmutter, P-E-R-L-M-U-T-A-R. You could even just Google Perry Comedian Toronto yeah. and you will find me. And you know what? We have all these guys on Inside Jokes Facebook page. Adam Grow. You can find me at adamgrow.com and then link to all my social media. But one of the things, I'm starting to dabble back into the clubs again after many years of not doing stand-up in clubs because I do a lot of corporate events. Mm -hmm. Which is very sad. Yeah, but I've awesome. started to do some stand-up again, which is great. But one of the things I realized recently, and I posted a LinkedIn post about this is I've hosted so many different kinds of events. I actually put a post on LinkedIn. I said, I will host your event for free and save you thousands of dollars wow. in my talent fee if it's something I've never hosted before. Interesting. Oh, I, like I want to do something Why? because I, I also I've, I've, I've if you've got something creative, I want to do. If you, you know, if you've got a town hall on Machu Picchu, I want to do it. Good for you. you know, cool. Good. good to know, Adam. Cool. Thank you for promoting that. You're Cheers. good. Self-promoter. Um, and hey, so am I. Don't forget me, Sandra Carusi at sandacarusi.com. And actually just check out past episodes of uh, Inside Jokes on 640toronto.com and on iTunes. Thanks again to the crew and to all of you for joining us each and every week and learn more about comedy. Support comedy. Go check it out in the live clubs. You can check our listings. Thanks to Courtney on uh, our Facebook page, Inside Jokes with Santa Carusi. Thank you. Have a great, great, happy laughing day. Hey there, it's Techie Tom and it's time for this week's comedy. Comedy listings. Mondays means open mic at Comedy Corner and Altaw Comedy Lounge at Toronto's famous Rivoli. Tuesday you have Pro Case Comedy at Absolute Comedy and Pro Open Mic at Comedy Bar, hosted by Jarrett Campbell. Wednesday you have Absolute Comedy's Pro Am Night, the longest running weekly show in Toronto, every Wednesday at Spirits. And Dope Mike, every Wednesday at the Underground Comedy Club. Thursday means Laugh Sabbath, every Thursday at Comedy Bar. Check out Ashley Moffat at Toronto's Yuck Yucks, August 23rd and 26th, and The Nubian Show on August 27th. Mike Rita takes to Hamilton on August 25th to 26th, and those are your weekly comedy listings. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times, or our TV show The Frantics, Four on the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast, and start downloading the best of frantic times. Boot to the head! To the head! And now for your Comedy RX, this week featuring Adam Grow. Yeah, thank you. So it's great to be here. I'm pumped. I'm fired up. Are you juiced? Are you? Thank you for being here and sitting and listening to. I'm kind of nerdy, aren't I? Did I fool you for a second, though? Did, did you ever do that? Do you ever, like, fool yourself into thinking you're cool? Do you ever do that? Like, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I look into the mirror and I think to myself, people must be looking at me going... <laughs> the 
yeah. <laughs> Whereas really what they're thinking is ball, 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 ball. <laughs> I'm trying to be cool, you know. I'm thinking about getting some body piercing because that's what everybody's doing. They're piercing everything to be cool, you know. But I'm not thinking about piercing like my eyebrow or, or my nose or my navel. I'm thinking about piercing my love handles. Wouldn't that be wicked? We can do that. We can do one on either side. Wouldn't that be... Not some simple gold hoops either. Actual handles off a suitcase. Just... Another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks again, Dean Young, Techie Tom, and our intern Courtney for all the help. And you can check me out on Instagram or Twitter at Sandra underscore Carusi or on Facebook, Santa Carusi Official. And uh, check us out on social media for the show at Inside Joke 640. We welcome your feedback. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Santa Carusi and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.